0: In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor
1: Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson.
0: With the 25th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select
1: Travis Etienne, running back, Clemson. Welcome back to another episode of the TC3 Podcast. I'm your co-host, Aaron, at Aaron Cabrera underscore on Twitter. I'm your
0: co-host, Tony, at underscore Tony Cabrera on Twitter.
1: And we're just going to go over the, the this weekend's draft picks. You know, we have a lot of them to talk about. Jack's had a lot of draft capital. We're going to go over uh, some rumors regarding Urban Meyer's former quarterback, Tim Tebow, up. Uh, In case you guys haven't noticed, Trevor Lawrence is our quarterback now, Uh, in case you haven't listened to any news regarding draft and since the Jets were slated for their first overall pick. But, yeah, man, I mean, we pretty much went over Trevor Lawrence every uh, every episode, every day. Uh, But let's do it one more time. Uh, What's the impact for Trevor for you?
0: And the jaggers finally got their face to the franchise and a top-tier quarterback that they never had before i mean i'm just glad that it's very that is uh officially official now that he's able to you know to be at the stadium here in jacksonville be able to work out with the teammates and you know just do all the stuff that um that put that, uh, team related uh workouts and stuff like that so that's what i'm just excited for you know it's Good to see him hold that teal jersey up with 16 Lawrence on it. You know, he seems excited to be here, him and his wife. So, I mean, just great, you know. We've been waiting for this moment for since, what, um, January 3rd, the day we lost to the Colts. So, it's finally here, a step closer to football season. Um, it's time to grind up.
1: Yeah, for me, pretty much the same. Uh, just finally official, you know, I, I feel like uh, – Feel like it's uh nobody was skeptical, but it's kind of a good weight off your shoulders to be to have f- official have Trevor hold up the jersey, have him already in town in Jacksonville. I think he was at the Fanatics warehouse a couple or yesterday. Uh, so, I mean, it's good to have him in the city, man. We finally got that legit franchise quarterback. Uh, can't be more happy. I'm. I wish the season started tomorrow. To be honest, I know it's probably not good, but or it's not a good thing, but. You just you get so hype after the draft, but let's move on to pick twenty five, which is a guy that we really didn't talk about at twenty five uh, at all. Uh, Travis Etienne, bit of a shock. Uh, what's your perspective on that pick?
0: Yeah, I mean, like it was kind of a shocker at first, but then when you like you kind of like hold well, on, what's going on? And then, who do And then you're like, oh, okay, like. Like, because you're expecting so many different names. You hear the name Jason Noah. You hear, like, um, you know, the, uh, Christian Barmore, Chayvon Mirrick, players like that. And then, like, you hear Travis Eaton, and then it's kind of a shock takes you off or, uh, get you off guard for a second. So then you, like, think about it, like, okay, that makes sense, you know. I mean, me personally, like, now nah, after, like, thinking about it and, you know, going back and looking at his film, it's, like, all of his uh, game film, his highlights, his... Uh, stat sheet and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like an amazing pick in my opinion, you know. I mean, especially the way that uh, Urban says he's going to use him, you know, in the receiving game, like him up, up at wide. Um, probably some packages with him and Robinson on the same field at the same time. So, I mean, that makes sense on a lot of levels, you know, and uh, his familiar, familiarity with uh, uh Trevor Lawrence as well. That's key. They have a lot of chemistry together. So, I mean, He's a playmaker, and Urban Meyer said it himself, like Jack's like that a lot last year. Like, I mean, you know, we didn't have that many, if at all, like big, big time plays. I mean, I can't even really think about any like, like sixty yard touchdown run or throw and catch last year. So it's good to have a big play threat. That's a threat every time you touch the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know people a little bit were like oh they have James Robinson but like you tweeted yesterday that James Robinson was in for like 95 percent of our carries so I mean uh it's definitely I mean they love James Robinson James Robinson isn't going nowhere you know uh it's definitely gonna be I know what Urban said when we drafted him that he's a third down back but he's not you know he's gonna be in the back for that same time with James Robinson a lot he's gonna be lined up in the slot sometimes he's gonna he, uh, Urban always likes that type of guy, man. Like, you look at Percy Harvin, you look at uh, Curtis Samuel at Ohio State. I mean, he's always had that little gadget guy, which ETN is a heck of a gadget guy, and he's not little, you know? So, I mean, I was a guy that I'm happy with, you know? I've come to terms with, like, uh, the pick, you know? I was, uh when I, when I saw it, when they said Travis ETN, I was a little bit shocked. I was like, like, uh, did that happen? You know, but right after that, I mean, I was just looking at the upside. You know, I was looking at the uh, the sixty yard runs, like you mentioned, and just him. Uh, the the uh, specific one that came to mind was our Ohio State run from I think was that I think that was two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if he he's gonna be a home run hitter, and that's something we lacked, and I'm perfectly fine with it grateful for it because we definitely need that speed and talent, electricity.
0: Yeah. If you, like, I saw someone compare like uh, the situation, I forgot who it was. I'm so sorry. If it was you, but um, I saw them compare ETN and Robertson, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara for the Saints. And that's a great comparison because that's how they're both be used. They'll both get their touches and um, be heavily involved in the offense. And then when you like when you go back and watch ETN man like like just go back and watch the film. If he sees a little crease, he just hits it hard. He doesn't hesitate at all, and he just gets through there. He's so fast, so uh, elusive, like so much playmaking ability. Like I mean, he hits it so fast, like in just the smallest areas, and then nobody catches him. And then an underrated aspect of his game is it like everyone talks about the speed and the playmaking ability, but he's strong, man. He's hard to bring down. Like, those, he runs right through those arm tackles, so you better not try to arm tackle him because he's going to run right through it and uh, run for like a 40, 50-yard touchdown run. So, I mean, he's like a strong runner, um, big play threat. I mean, it's perfect bet, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it was Carline that, Hayes Carline that said. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was Hayes. Yeah. And uh, it does make a lot of sense. I mean, if you look at the way what James Robinson is good at, he's just like a clone of Mark Ingram when you look at uh Travis Etienne, he's kind of like Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. He's like a mixture in between a little bit of both of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which I mean, those are two of the best backs in the league. So if
0: you got both of them in you, you're likely going to be a great back. Yeah. Alvin. And um, I did a little study, and like he doesn't have that many that much mileage on the either. Like Clemson didn't run him to the ground or anything like that. He had uh, three games with 20 or more carries, and those 20 games he had. Uh, are in those three games. He had 28 against South Carolina for 150, 27 for a 2-3 against Syracuse and three touchdowns, and then Boston College 24-84. So when he does get 20 carries, he makes the most of it and has a big game. So, I mean, it tells you what type of player he is. Like, as a, if he's he's a big play threat, I mean, just waiting to happen at any moment. Because, I mean, look at his average. He's, like, he's the ACC lead rusher in history. And he only – he didn't get that much carries. He averaged yeah. uh, 7.2 yards a carry in his career, which is – I mean, that's highly productive to be the ACC leader in rushing yards. I mean, how many great backs came through the ACC? And then yeah, to only average, like, what, 15 carries a game throughout the whole career, I mean, that tells you how much of a big player he really is.
1: Yeah, yeah, he – uh uh, the, my main worry or my main concern with him was that he was, if he could be an every down back and coming into a situation like Jags, he doesn't have to be an every down back. We have a talented running back in front of him, And I mean, they're both, I I, I, I predict right now that they're both going to go over a thousand yards this year. Yeah. And I'll say about
0: both. they will probably get, um, ETS probably get 10 to 15 touches a game and Robinson probably get 15 carries a game. I think, so like it will be pretty evenly balanced, and they probably like we said, i mean we I think we mentioned in the podcast like not too long ago that um the jaguars' are the perfect uh situation for a guy like e t n you know, mm-hmm.
1: so um, I'm fine with it like love the pick after looking back at it, yeah, I'm in the same camp, I love the pick uh. He uh, he's definitely gonna bring some excitement. He's definitely gonna bring, and he's a great guy, man. If you just watch his interview and you watch how he carries himself, he's he's just a, a great dude, you know. So one
0: of those guys you want to block him.
1: Yeah, you can see why Trevor was so happy to bring to take him along this journey, you know. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the second round pick. Uh, pick thirty three is another guy that none of us really. Hit. If you say you had Tyson Campbell mock to the Jags, you're lying. Okay. You're a liar because no, none of us had him. Uh. I'll give my perspective on the pick real quick. Is just that I was down on it at first, but like any fan, I came around to it. You know, I, uh, he definitely has all the tools. He um, he makes plays. He just uh, doesn't create turnovers was his biggest thing. But he's always in position. He um, he's a big, fast kid, and I mean that's what you want. You know, uh, just. I just wish he could have put it a little more together at Georgia as far as his development. But then again, Georgia's not known for developing any of these five stars they get. But I'll give, like, out of a scale of one to 10. Originally, I was giving it, like, I'd probably give it, like, a six. But now, now that I think about it, and I think what Urban's trying to do. And how we're planning on using them. It looks like we're gonna use them some as safety. It looks like it's just gonna be all around, is what I think what Urban said yeah. and a presser today. Uh I I think it's like around like a seven point five type of pick. Uh, we'll see. If he could get developed, he could be one of the best corners in the league. But there is still some he seems like he get lost he gets lost sometimes. But we'll see.
0: Um yeah, uh It didn't really make sense to me because uh, I feel like the Jaguars didn't need a corner. They signed Shaquille Griffin, to draft a C.J. Henderson last year in the first round. If he signed Sidney Jones, I mean, they could have used a corner, but a little bit later in the draft, I said, maybe you could draft a defensive lineman right there or safety, whichever. But, I mean, like Aaron said, I mean, after a few days, I mean, it's okay. Like, I mean, talk yourself into it, see the vision, I guess. I mean, Tyson Campbell, he's a guy I'm very familiar with because coming out of high school, he was one of the top players I wanted on the Miami Heritage. He's from the South Florida area. Um, he was a five star recruit. I'm, I used to tell Aaron and Darien, like, and he's like Ramsey, his size and speed and stuff like that. And I mean, he never really got to reach that level like Georgia, but Urban obviously thinks he, he can uh, get that type of uh, play out of him. So I'll trust his word for it. I mean, but I mean, like Aaron said, you can move him. Anywhere, it looks like they're gonna play him everywhere in the secondary. Uh, I don't know about safety, but uh, definitely probably inside. From what Urban was saying, like they, I think they like him at nickel. He said, mentioned how great of a blitzer he is, um, and how fluid he is, athletic. You know, so I expect him to play a lot of nickel, and that's what uh, that's probably the best fit at this point. Maybe um, I don't know how much playing time he'll probably get this year because I think the top three guys it's gonna be Shaq Griffin. Uh, CJ Anderson, Sidney uh, Jones, but with CJ Anderson's injury, uh, injury history, he probably get a lot of playing time anyway. So uh, hopefully it works out. Um, we'll see, but uh, yeah, that's all I got for it.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely see about that one. Uh, Walker Little, the tackle out of Stanford. Uh,
0: give your perspective first about that one. I don't mean. I thought it would be a guy that uh, maybe, in like, a third-round range or fourth-round. I didn't know about uh, a second. But, I mean, I'm, the draft is weird, like we mentioned before. Like, you never know where these players are going to go. But when he's when he was on the field, like, his first year, he was projected as a first-round pick. And he played really well. It was just the uh, the previous two years, uh, 2019 and 2020. 2019 missed the uh, whole year of the injury and, like, the first game or something like that. And then 2020, he opted out. There was not um, – it wasn't for sure whether Pat Swell would be playing or not, so he decided to opt out. And, yeah, so um, he has the potential. Um, well, I know we use that word a lot. The Jaguars had a lot of draft picks that bank on potential, just like Tyson Campbell. But, I mean, he does, so hopefully he reaches it. I think it's a perfect situation because – you have Cam Robinson on the one-year deal on the franchise tag, and that gives at least Walker a Little a time to, kind of to develop, see what type of player you got right there. And hope for the best, and hopefully he replaces Cam, or maybe he'll um, be better than Cam and improve himself and be the starter left tackle for the future. Or if not, then you can play him at right tackle if Jo'on Taylor's not playing like he should be. So either way it works out, I think Urban hinted at, like, the pressure on the tackles the competition, you know, like, you want that can't bring the best out of the player. so it looks like he could play either tackle spot. He'll be a swing tackle.
1: Yeah, I, uh, it's a pick I do like a lot. Of, um, He's built like Baselli. I'm not saying he's Baseli, but, you know, he's not like one of those... He's not like how Jokel was a little bit, you know. Uh, he's a lot more lean and big and taller. Uh, I know people were talking about how this is a Balky special because he's coming off a torn ACL, but he tore his ACO in 2019 and just opted out last year. So he's had plenty of time to recover. There's no reports that teams are even worried about it. I really think that the Bengals are going to take him right after us, and uh, that's why we pulled the trigger so early, or what, through a fan's perspective, is early. But we like Tony said, we don't know about these guys' boards anyway. Yeah. But it seems like the Bengals kind of panicked a little bit and took Jackson Carmen and he definitely – I, I definitely prefer Walker Little over Jackson Carmen if those are two tackles that we're um, projecting. Yeah. I um I like the pick. He's a mauler. He's athletic. He's quick. Uh, he showed a lot. If he had he played last year or had he played his uh, his sophomore year, uh, I think he probably would have been a toss up between the top tackle in the draft or maybe. Uh, him and he probably he definitely would have been at least the second tackle off the board. I think if he just just considering that or assuming that he moved up from his freshman year, and took the next step up, up, you know, because he was one of the best tackles in the nation as a freshman. All right, so we addressed tackle, corner, running back, and quarterback, and the next pick was a position of need. A lot of people had us going a little earlier with it, but I mean I'm happy with the pick you know i'm i'm, I'm a big andre Cisco fan i think uh i always said i'd never really seen a big difference between him and morig or him and javon holland or whoever all the other guys are mocked to us i think he's the most playmaking safety in the draft i think that's what the jacks need uh especially if you have a guy like Rashawn jekins who you could kind of he compliments Rashawn jekins or gerard wilson they're kind of same type of player but he compliments them well assuming he um is healed up i think he's going to start Pretty quickly, uh, once he gets the hang of things, uh, we really, really need a playmaker. When's the last time Jack's had a playmaking safety like this, or what we think Cisco is going to be? It hasn't been since like Deion Grant, maybe. So, I mean, I love the pick. He, uh, and he's not just a ball hawk, you know, he can he misses tackles sometimes, and, but he, he brings it, you know, he don't make, he, he don't miss tackles from lack of effort or not being interested, like how, uh, cj's knock or somebody's knock was like that coming into the draft he's willing he just he just misses him sometimes and that's coachable you can't coach a guy to happen to want to make those tackles and he definitely has a want
0: for it yeah i mean the pick grew I mean, i mean because at that time he i mean i like a pick now because i mean at that time you didn't have that many options at safety He was one of the better options at that point and then you draft him right there in that spot and um you know you get a potential starter and that's what you pretty look for like quality starters. and uh andre cisco like we're not that deep at safety so he could come in right away and compete for a job and uh, be able to start right away, uh, start as soon as he gets here pretty much So and he's, like aaron said he's a ball hawk he has what like 13 interceptions in 24 games or something like that yeah and it's consistent
1: you know it's not like a 13 year but like a nine pick season he's had it pretty much his whole career.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, if you watch the North Carolina game, I mean they were they were playing some good ball against them, Sam Howell and them, so I think he had an interception that game, too. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I like the pick. I feel like uh, it's one of the better ones. Uh, you should see, uh, he tries to go for the big hit sometimes, but um, like Aaron said, it's not a lack of, like, he'll miss uh, here and there. But, it's not for lack of effort. it just try to knock your head off and, and bounce right off him sometimes, but he's what the Jags need. Like here, like we haven't had that type of safety. Or I mean, we wanted to Sean Gibson to be that type of guy, but he never really worked out like that. But hopefully, Andre Cisco can be that. I mean, um, he was like that in college, so if we can bring that to the NFL and help the Jaguars,
1: yeah, and then uh. Going to our next pick is Jay Tuafele. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Tua, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tuafele. He uh, is the DT USC opt-out. I mean, he had a really great uh, 2019 season. He uh, He's pretty much a primary run stuffer, but I heard Make Shay saying that he's not really a, can get after a quarterback, but it looks like he can to me. You know, he looks like he could be a three-tech or whatever, you know, at – in some in certain situations uh i like the pick like uh this regime so far besides one pick is pretty much a breath of re- breath of fresh air there's no ben barches hidden in here there's no quincy williams or josh, who, oliver. josh oliver you know you pretty much know what you're getting at these guys and uh Tua Feli is a, a mean he's aggressive you know he uh He's going to be the type of guy that you want on your defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it fills in the need, uh, I heard him say, like, if he played this year, he probably would have been a second-round pick, but he opted out due to COVID and the uncertainty of uh, Pac-12 football playing or not. So, I mean, the Jags might have got a steal there. I, I think two of Feli, Cisco, uh, uh, Trevor, of course, and Easton, Those are definitely the four best draft picks for this class, and they have, and. Uh, these last two picks, uh, Cisco and Tua, like they're gonna make it break this class. If those two work out, and then this class will be special. There's no doubt in my mind that Trevor and Ethan are gonna be great. So it's really just the other pieces, and I think these two have the best chance at doing that because I think they'll be able to come in right away and play, get some playing time. Um, I think uh, we need bodies on the defensive line because uh, Tyson Oliwala well, he didn't end up coming here, and, I mean. You brought back Adam Gotsis, you have Roy Robertson Harris, um, Malcolm Brown, um, Dewan Smoot back. I mean, so you got a, a decent amount of pieces, but adding another guy like him with potential to be a pretty good player, I mean, that always helps, of course. So yeah, he could play pretty much anywhere on the defensive line, like um, nose tackle, one of the three, four ends. Or if you switch to – if it's, like, a hybrid defense, like um, Joe Colin has been hitting, hitting at, like, uh, multiple uh, schemes, like 4-3, and you can play three techniques, like Aaron said. So, you could do it all. So, it's a good uh, pick, and it's always good to have some type of versatility on the defense.
1: Yeah, we definitely addressed a lot of the interior line or, like, a lot of our front seven in free agency, and I think he's just another piece. I think he's going to – be what alu was, plus more. He's younger, more physical and uh, higher upside, obviously than a thirty six year old dT.. Yeah. Uh, I like to pick like like you said, uh, Cisco, to a uh, even Campbell, some of them guys are gonna have to step up for this class to be good. I mean, this is an important draft class for this regime period. I mean, but I mean, we already know Trevor's gonna put it on his back, but it's gonna be interesting to see what these other bigs do.
0: Yeah, because if you look at it, even the successful draft classes, there's about four players that really pan out, and those mm-hmm. are the good ones. Yeah. So, I mean, usually it's like one or two that are good. You know, are, yeah, so, like, the great draft classes only have, like, two <laughs> or four players. So you got to kind of, like, try to pick them out, who has the best chance and not are not to uh, succeed. And I think really those four are really key. Hopefully Campbell put, uh Works out because we have the potential to, but it's just all about reaching.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is one we traded up for him. Uh, it kind of didn't throw me off because once I saw the name, once I saw who it was, it uh it registered. You know, uh I know one word. I don't know if we did a Miami UAB preview. On the podcast, but I, know, I think me and you talked about him. Something mm-hmm. about the uh, like we talked about. I think Austin Watkins, uh, Austin
0: Watkins, Spencer Brown, the right yeah. back,
1: and Jordan yeah. Smith, yeah, as like some of the better players for UAB that Miami should watch out for. Yeah, and uh, and what's it called? Uh, Jordan Smith stood out that game too. I mean, he yeah. was he he was around the ball the whole game. Yeah,
0: um, uh, he started his career at Florida. Yeah, um, so I mean, it tells you he was a talented player from the start. <laughs> Um, They probably wish they would have had him this year, actually. But uh, he got kicked off due to the credit card with, like, Antonio Callaway. He was all those guys? Was Tony in their team? Yeah, Tony Tony was in their team. Like, there's a lot of guys doing that credit card stuff. So, he got already left there because of that. Went to Butler Community and then transferred to UAB. And, yeah, Miami played them this year, first game of the year. And, I mean, they – they hyped him up a lot going into the game. Uh, Manny Diaz loved him. He had a lot of good things to say about him. Even after the game, he looked specifically for him to tell him how great he was and you know, disruptive he is what type of player. So, I mean, I think, like, the edge players were going off the board pretty quick. My guy, Chris Rump, got uh picked, like, a couple spots before. So, it could tell, you could tell he was probably on the board as well. So, they got to the next pass rusher on their board and felt like they had to trade it up so, I mean, I feel like it's a good move. He has a size and length you know, 6'7, 255. I think he's up to 270 now. So, um, he'll play, he'll back up Josh Allen, uh, maybe chase onto. He'll probably flip. But I think he's going to be the primary backup for Josh Allen. And, uh, I mean, I like it. He has a lot of potential here. I mean, we're throwing that word out there again. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like the pickup.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot too. Like you said, he's, he's long and wiry. He's just like, when you look at him, uh, his frame, not necessarily his weight that he played at, but he looks like an NFL edge rusher. You know, he, he's huge and, uh, he has great bend. He's a great, I mean, he could get after it. He's disruptive. Uh, I really like it. A lot of people seem like they don't like it, but be honest with yourselves. And how much UAB did you watch last year? You know?
0: Probably having their motherboard doing them on the board the yeah. field
1: or anything, so they've seen these bad and yeah, probably upset that the guy that they put hard emojis around wasn't that wasn't picked, you know. They
0: already have a, a perfect RAS score, whatever yeah. the hell they call it. Yeah.
1: So sometimes it's about football and not about these charts that you guys look into. I mean, look at uh those charts you love, Orlando Brown. Calvin really, you know, like they all scored pretty low on it, and those are three of the top players of their position. I
0: mean, I understand, like, saying, oh, like, the percentage is not in their favor or whatever, but, I mean, don't say a hey, guy's not athletic enough to play in the NFL um, just because they not test well. Yeah. But anyway, back to Jordan Smith.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, back to Jordan Smith. I like the pick. Uh, it was a good pick.
0: Yeah, we need depth on that edge rusher because I was worried about that because, at, before the draft, it was only, we didn't sign anybody in free agency. It was just Josh Allen and Chase on. So it was good to finally have a player. I mean, you still want to bring a veteran in, but I mean that'll do. He has potential.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't wait to see him in like some preseason action just to see how he looks yeah. regarding like the NFL game. Uh, and this this pick, oh man. Yeah, yeah. Tony's going to have a couple words for the front office for this one. Uh I'll go first. I just I don't I don't get it, you know. I mean, I guess Urban did want one of his guys in.
0: Tell
1: him we drafted. Uh well, I was getting there. Uh we drafted Luke Farrell tied in out of Ohio State. A guy who really doesn't have uh much production at all. Uh he caught a couple uh five yard, 8 yard passes here and there. But I mean, we we just signed Chris Manhurst to be this inline blocker for us. Okay. So I don't understand why everybody is saying, "Well, he's not going to be a pass catcher." I mean, at some point we need a pass catcher. We can't just have these um, a bunch of tight ends that are tackles. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll give them a the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe they saw something they like or whatever. I'm not a fan of the pick.
0: I hate the pick. I mean, this ruined my day, basically. Um, To draft this tight end in the fifth round over Brevin Jordan is crazy to me. Like, I mean, I don't know how you can watch football and think that Luke Fickle or Farrell Farrell, sorry, I think that was uh, Cincinnati coach, Coach, but uh, Luke Farrell is a better player than uh, Brevin Jordan. I mean, that's just I mean, Urban—that was his first favoritism uh, card, right there. Just because you recruited him and know his parents and coached him, or uh, coached him in college or whatever. I mean, you're in the NFL now. You gotta do. You gotta draft the best players on the board, or that fit, that's gonna make plays. I mean, this guy is gonna be cut by, or out of the league by like two years from now. So I mean, draft a guy like that and waste a fifth round pick on him over Brevin Jordan, who made plays constantly. You could have drafted a quality starter in the fifth round. Brevin Jordan could have came here and started from day one, and that's what you look for. And Luke Luke uh, Farrell is not going to be starting. It'll probably be – I like my – I like my uh, Tommy Davis' chances. I like Tentivo's chances to play over Luke Farrell this year. I mean, well, a guy that catches five catches for 40 yards and one touchdown this whole year. and At Ohio State, when they throw the ball around everywhere with Justin Fields, it's top um, – eleven quarterback in the draft. I mean, this is crazy like tight end's been our biggest need. You said you were gonna rebuild the tight end room. What does that mean? Drafting Luke Farrell and signing Tim Tebow and Man Chris Manhurts. I mean that's how rebuilding the tight end room? No, I mean I'm sorry, but this was the the biggest head scratch. I gave him the benefit of the doubt with the other picks, you know, Tyson Campbell and all that, but no this one you lost me on this one, man.
1: Yeah uh I think pretty much they did go best available. I mean, with ETN and these guys, and then when we got here, I don't know what happened. I guess when we reached for a need, I don't know what they saw. Like maybe, like you said, it's favoritism because Urban coached them. But I mean, pretty much everybody would have preferred Brevin Jordan mm-hmm. over him, or even a guy like, for me, like Kenny Yaboa, or somebody who actually
0: produced. And I see people saying, oh, it's the fifth round. I don't care who they draft that side. I do, because George Kittle was drafted in the fifth round. Yeah. I mean, people pass on George Kittle. He made plays. He tested pretty well, too. I mean, the teams are going to regret passing on Brevin Jordan. And it, it, it sucks because I know he's going to be a good player. And that's a big need for us. And we just let him go to a division rival a couple picks later.
1: Yeah. I think the very next pick, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. so. We'll see. Uh, I I do think we have to have a plan at tight end. You know, I I think uh, we're gonna have to. Maybe they want to trade for Ertz or uh, whoever in the Joku uh, Hayden Hurst. Maybe at this point, I'll take them. I'll take any of them. Uh, we just need somebody who can catch the ball. Uh, James Osana. James Osana is our best for Steven Tight End, and he was. A backup to Ben Koyak five years ago or four years, 2017. Yeah. So we'll see about that one. This other pick, uh, now I feel like this guy maybe could play tight end. Uh, yeah,
0: he has another uh, another potential guy. Yeah, there's a, a lot of guys with potential.
1: Yeah, and that, that's what everybody's pretty much doing a draft recap podcast. They're probably saying the same buzzword potential, and if he fills out. But well, Jalen Killifearo like
0: don't have no position. So. Okay.
1: Yeah. Maybe to wait and Chris Mann hurts his wing. I don't
0: care about RAS, RAS chart sheets either. The man freaking caught five touchdowns for 40 yards last year in the touchdown.
1: Yeah. Five catches. But Jalen Camp is a like. Now, if you like RAS scores and you like athletic <laughs> freaks. Uh, Jalen Camp might be y'all probably would have drafted Jalen Camp top five. You know he's six three two fifteen, probably closer to yeah, probably closer to two thirty around a four four. I am not gonna hold his production against him because I mean he played for a team that was, went from running a triple, triple option, option to running a spread, and he still produced pretty well. Yeah, uh, you probably are a little more familiar with him than I am because FSU only played Georgia Tech one time. Y'all played him every year. Did, is he a guy that kind of stood out a little bit?
0: Um, I mean, they really stood out because uh, the quarterback, but yeah, the quarterbacks like they're transitioning from the triple option to the spread, and they didn't really have that type of quarterback. They had uh, I forgot the quarterback's name number four before Jefferson Graham, or yeah, yeah, oh, no, no. yeah Brandon Graham, yeah, Graham. Graham. that's it. Yeah, they had him play. he was a really great passer, honestly. I think the punter <laughs> threw it to the head against us, so. Yeah, so he really stood out. But I remember him going to the ACC media days when before COVID. And so, obviously, they think highly of I him. Mean, he's a team leader, a guy like that. But I do remember him playing against FSU first game of the year and catching a touchdown, I think. and they, He made kind of uh, a few good plays. And even though, like, he's kind of, like, didn't have as much production, I mean, he still almost had 500 yards with a, a bad offense, you know, still transitioning. I mean, it takes time, man, like, to – go from a triple option to a whole spread out here so I mean I don't hold that against him and plus on top of that I think he just started playing football his sophomore year in high school so I mean he's a guy that I don't mind especially with like Shai Smith and those guys coming off the board right before him I don't mind taking him at that pick Um, but yeah I think we'll see how it plans out maybe he'll be like a practice squad guy for this year or I I mean I'll I can't really see him being out any of those top top receiver guys. Yeah, but give him time to develop, and maybe next year he could be a player.
1: Who was that receiver we drafted a a couple years ago that we moved to tight end, and everybody loved him, Sterling Sterling or Neil Sterling? Sterling. So maybe Jalen Camp is what we thought Neil Sterling was. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, but all right. So that's our draft. Uh, Who is the biggest? Boom, that you think, like, outside of Trevor, of course, outside of ETN, uh, going just from the second round down, who is the guy that has the potential to be the best or one of the best at their position group?
0: Who has the potential? Or, like – Or who I think. Or who do you think will? Mm. I probably got to go with Cisco because he's going to play right away. But potential-wise, i got to say Tyson. He has the best potential out of everybody. Just because it's his speed, height, you know, he has all the tools. Like you said, just, just needs to get coached up. But I say Cisco just because he's going to play right away and, yeah, so.
1: Yeah, I am I agree. I think it's Cisco. I think, uh, like I said, y'all have heard me talk about him.
0: Yeah, and over right and over, right
1: over and over again. Uh, I just I love what I saw from him. Uh, a lot of people will say, like, it won't translate but uh the the way he plays I think it does man I think he didn't have a fluke season you know he did it consistently he did five picks here five picks there six picks whatever uh he just he's a beast he um he played for Syracuse so which they put out some DBs this year but like uh it's not like he had a a nasty front seven that he could help rely on or like these top five recruits, you know, he, um, I mean, what, what's the best edge that you know that came out of Syracuse <laughs> lately, but <Dwight> Reed, <laughs> yeah, lately, not 20 years ago, but I, th- I think he's going to be a beast, man. I always compared him to Jordan Poyer, Eddie Jackson. And then, I mean, those are two of the best safeties in the league. So I love the pick. Like Tony said, Tyson and, I got. I'm not gonna do that just because he hasn't played football in two years. But Walker Little definitely has that. Like Tony said, we draft a lot of people with boom home run potential, but it's just a matter if they fill out. Uh, And that's on the coaching staff. Uh, That's on the guys who draft them. They feel like they can fill them out. They feel like they can. It seems like they went for starters like almost throughout the whole draft, except like the from Trevor Lawrence to. Cisco to even to a fellow who's going to have a lot of playing time, they they went after guys that are going to play a lot. So, I mean, expect a lot of rookies and a lot of guys to play. Uh, we did sign Dylan Moses, uh, he doesn't really do nothing for me. I know he's a big name, five star. I watched him play at IMG, uh, and he didn't really do nothing for me there, but he, uh I mean, I guess you get excited that he played for Alabama and is a linebacker, but even before his injury, when I watched him, he just uh, – he never stood off the tape to me. It's like uh, – I wouldn't even say he's good as Mack Wilson or one of them guys. But you got anything else?
0: Nah. um just need to figure out in man. That's it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know I'm sure you've heard the rumors that Tim Tebow – it's coming which it was cool before the draft, you know. But now, if we, if we sign Tebow, he's like our number one option. He's probably our best mm-hmm. pass catching tight end, a guy who never caught an NFL pass. Maybe that's
0: why that was part of Urban Myers' plan. Um, draft the worst possible tight end. And so you got uh, his boy Tim Tebow. Make the roster. Earliest playing time. we well, Don't we'll have to worry about. Um, just come in right away and become a starter. He'll play the rips. Yeah. <laughs> Big
1: head scratcher. I think by next. Before the preseason, we'll have a tight end that we could feel
0: solid about. I hope. Uh, yeah, you got to make a trade or something. Yeah. I mean, Joku, Zach Ertz, um, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. We've got to trade for one of those guys. I mean. At this point,
1: you can call and ask about OJ Howard
0: or somebody. Tam yeah, I mean, has he been helping. Everybody agreed to OJ Howard. Like yeah. You got all these tight ends, man. You got Gronk, you got Connor Bray, you got, uh, I mean, well, OJ. Yeah, you got those two. Give us O.J. Howard, man. We'll give you a third round pick or something like that.
1: And if you like O.J., give us Cameron Brick. Yeah. I mean, gosh, give us one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we play y'all. But, yeah, that's it for me. That's it for us. Always thank y'all for listening. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave comments, uh, leave feedback of what questions you may have or uh, topics we can discuss Fun, thought-provoking topics. Uh, how y'all felt about the draft, and uh, how y'all feel about the Jags going forward. Or what was y'all's thoughts about the Jags before the draft and after the draft? We'll see y'all next week.